Welcome to Love and Free Podcast with your host Moyo, here to encourage you to build your faith and experience life and godliness by appreciating the sufficiency of God, His Word and power. Catch us every weekday as we seek to view life in the abundance promised to us by Christ and ultimately help us know that we are truly loved and free. If there's a relationship that has given me proper character development, it has to be the relationship between God and I. I can't live without it, but I haven't figured it out quite yet. You know, just when I think I figured everything out about God and life, I realize I'm totally clueless. And then I think I now know the patterns that God works in. Things just blow up on my face. I'm still humbled by the fact that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And the topic today is based on expectations that we have, desires that turn into deliberate and intentional prayer items that we bring before God. I know we know this saying that opportunity comes to those who prepare. And the things that we do as believers as a sign of faith, as you wait for what we want. Perhaps it's a vision board, some tiny socks that you have and hold on, on to when you're praying for a child. Something that reminds you that God will work. And it's something that we sort of wave at God as a sign of faith, that God will trust you, that you're able to do these things. I have plenty of things that have come to pass. Things that were dear to me. And as a result, my faith really increased. I was able to be more committed to God because I knew him as a promise keeper. Then I have other needs that are equally precious to me. Things that I so badly wanted to have and some that I still want to have. And the sooner that they come, the better, you know, but they've not yet come. And their delay has made me feel some type of way about God. I have felt hopeless, frustrated, angry, anxious, like, God, why won't you do it? I mean, it's going to just, you know, wave a wand and it's done. Because these desires are not sinful. Right? They're not bad desires. They are valid desires. They are genuine desires. Alright? But they have not yet materialized. And you wonder why. Especially things that have slowly started to materialize. Alright? E.g. a relationship that perhaps you hope will bloom into a marriage a pregnancy with the expectation of a child, a small startup that looks like it will blossom into an empire, you know, something that you can hold, you can see, you know, that is going to birth something great, something that you've always wanted. You know, things that have moved from the stage of desire to seeds that have now been planted and you're now waiting for them to grow and bear fruit. Trust me, I know what it feels. 
when that tangible seed fails to grow, when a dream is cut short and it's disrupt disrupted or stolen. The pain that is felt here is incomparable. Proverbs 13 to says that hope deferred makes the heart sick and guys, it's very true. It's bad. That feeling is bad. But being who I am, I purpose to encourage you with everything that I've used to encourage myself. By everything, I mean going back to God. It's strange, right? That I would go back to God after having gone through all this and not of blaming him or not seeing him. But just like Job, I say, though he slay me, still I will trust him. But now you know that I love to reference Bible stories and before I get into my story, the purpose of this is to encourage you to hold on to God and to go back to God and follow him closely regardless of what you're going through. I would not want any of us who has experienced God, you have seen him work before and now because of the situation we decide to throw the baby in the bath water and just abandon him. We all know of Joseph. Yes, the one with the coat of many colors. I like the story of Joseph in Genesis 37 and Genesis 39. And that's what I'll focus on today. And Joseph has a dream, like most of us, that one day his family members will bob for him. He shares this dream not once but twice with his family. And they rebuke him. And in fact, him sharing this dream builds rage among his brothers who plotted to eliminate him. Joseph, who's unaware of what his brothers are plotting, is sold as a slave to Egypt, specifically to Potiphar. While there, his wife accuses him of rape, and Joseph is imprisoned. While there, he interprets the dream of two of Pharaoh's servants who had been imprisoned, and he tells one of them not to forget him. Once Pharaoh, is it Pharaoh or Pharaoh? No, is it Jairi or Jiri? Anyway. So, he tells him don't not to forget him once he's elevated. But guess what? This guy forgets Joseph. Two whole years pass. Imagine, two years. And we all know how the story ends, but let us dwell on this portion. Where he has a dream, a gift. He faces rejection, betrayal. He's imprisoned and abandoned, far away from home. That represents most of us. We have dreams and desires that we can't seem to shake off, dreams that don't seem to fade away by the passage of time, things that are burning inside us. We can almost see these things that have almost started to blossom. But here you are, perhaps years later, without anything to show. So much faith is invested, yet you feel as if the heavens have closed down, as if we've gotten a road deal, the short end of a stick. You can relate with Joseph in so many ways. His loneliness, a dream that you can't even see how God is going to make it work out. I've been frustrated. I've been, you know, stuck somewhere as I wait on God. 
I've had dreams cut short. Yes. I've been let down by people who were perhaps I thought would be the bridge to where I wanted to go. I felt forgotten. I have dreams that have been deferred and sometimes when I felt an itch close, hey, they just, everything just disappeared. Losing my mind has been understatement as compared to what I felt. Now, that that thing delayed or that thing has been deferred, now that that dream is cut short, what do we do? How are we reconciled to trust God with our lives again? Especially when we feel let down. How do we dream again, hope again? Allow me to share some truths that may be hard to hear, but they are necessary nonetheless. We have to be curious to know how Joseph trusted God in that situation. We must know more than we know right now about God. That causes us trust him lest we walk away from salvation leave church through our bibles through devotion away we become indifferent to god and leave everything that pertains to a relationship with god there are four facts about god that have made me come back to the place of worship and the first one is that god is faithful in that he is who he says he is he never changes even when everything is changing and God does not change goalposts. He is who he says he is and everything that I have read in scripture concerning God I know is permanent. He will not betray me. And so that gives me comfort during such difficult times. Secondly, I'm reminded of God's mercy that him having all authority in sovereignty and rule, he sees us in our frustration. And yet because we see things in part, meaning I don't know the future. I don't know this Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, though I have not seen it. At this point when I'm frustrated because I'm seeing things in part, in his mercy, he still preserves me. Right? His anger is not kindled against me. When I blame him because my plans have failed or don't see things the way he sees them. Thirdly, I know and I'm convinced that God loves me. That God loves all of us with an everlasting love and everything about our lives matters to him. He's not unjust or malicious. He loves us and cares about our desires. I am persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of God. I am persuaded that he who started a good thing in my life will see that it comes to conclusion, into fruition. I am convinced that he will lead me, that he is comforting me, and he preserves me despite everything that I go through. And lastly, I am convinced of God's goodness. I know that God is good and he works all things for good. God's goodness is not an on and off battle. He is good all the time, even when things don't seem to be good on my part. And so I lean towards that. I lean towards God's unfailing character when everything else has failed. 
and before I get answers and I understand and one day perhaps get to have a full picture of how everything happened, this is what I hold on to. And this is what I want you to hold on to. God's character. It is imperative that we understand God's character if we are living through hardship. If we are to survive through some of the things that we go through, it is important that we are convinced that God is God is who he says he is, unchanging and unfailing. And though we may not see what the future holds, he has a good plan for us. But let me ask you, how will you draw to God today despite the challenges that you're facing as far as your dreams and desires are concerned? Be blessed. It's been such an honor to have you here today. I hope you've been encouraged. You can reach me on Instagram at Loved and Free Podcast. Please share with friends, family, and your community. Watch out for the next episode next week, same time, same place.